2: Hello, how are you and welcome along to the latest episode of 90 Men's Podcast Series, football's climate conversation in which we take a look at how climate change is affecting the beautiful game. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing Southampton's Halo Effect scheme and the latest pledgeball League games as well. We've got lots to get through and very pleased to say I'm in good company as well because we've got Caroline Carlin, Southampton Football Club's operations and sustainability manager. And wait for this, one of the ENDS Report's Top 100 Most Influential Environmental Professionals in the UK. You're kind of a big deal, Caroline. I love that title. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: I wasn't expecting that. And I have no idea how to live up to that introduction. <laughs> <And> <laughs> thank you for having me here today. Really, really great to, um, to be speaking to you about uh, about what we're doing at Southampton.
2: Absolutely. Um, Because we discussed at Southampton when we started working on this series, because you guys are really leading the way, doing some brilliant stuff. So it'd be good to talk to you in detail about that. And like I say, you're doing some wonderful work. um, And I'd love to be in the top 100 of anything. Um, So well done. Um, Also, we've got Joe Goodall here as well, founder and chair of the Liverpool Women's Supporters Club. Joe, are you well? I am. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. It's lovely. It's yeah. lovely to have you here. Have you just about come down from the Merseyside derby last Friday? I mean, that well, was epic.
3: Honestly, as long as we don't mention the score today, I'll be okay.
2: I know you You, you were a wee bit hard done by now, weren't you?
3: Yeah, I think it was an unfortunate um, decision from the referee, but that's football. It's unpredictable. And, you know, we've just got to crack on and carry on with the rest of the season now.
2: Do you know what? Actually, I know this has gone off piece a little bit, but you've had a decent season because it's a tough league to come back into. But I think you've got so many experienced players and a good manager there as well, and Matt Beard.
3: Yeah, we've had a fantastic season. I think the scorelines throughout the league, throughout the season haven't really reflected the performances mm. that we've shown on the pitch. Um, but like I said, that's football. It's unpredictable, and you know we've just got to deal with the the cards we've been dealt and yeah. keep going.
2: Well, that Merseyside Derby, I'll take you back there, was part of Women's Football Weekend uh, and was also a pledge ball fixture. Can you tell us a bit about what makes a a fixture a pledge ball fixture? Can you explain how that works?
3: Yeah, so if you have a pledge ball fixture, what that means is that the fans can make pledges. And a pledge is basically like a, a promise to help sustain the environment and to save on your carbon footprint um and it's not like a forced thing there's no pressure to do it but it's it's a lot about like the community and and word of mouth so you know one friend might say oh i've decided to give oat milk a go this week what what do you think and you know it's it's trying to encourage other people or the fans to to make a pledge and, and have a go at changing something within their life that can help save the environment environment um and the way that the pledge ball fixtures work is that pledge ball have set up like a, a, a league table and rather than just thinking oh well what, what's the point in doing this why am i even giving it a go there's like a little competition side to it so it's it is in, in a sense like its own little game hmm. um, and yeah the, the more pledges that one team makes you can kind of you know th- there's prizes to win at the end of it if you make a pledge and it just makes it more fun to get involved in. It's not just something that you think, oh, there's no point. It's, you know, there's, there's something that can come out to the end of it as well. And I just think the more people that can get involved, the better, because it's such a, a great thing that Katie has come up with.
2: No, uh, she's uh, an epic person, that's for sure. Um And despite there being such a Derby theme, um, Liverpool women and Everton women fans have all pledged to save 309,244 kilograms of carbon emissions which is the equivalent of over 3,500 drives from Liverpool to London. Um, you must be super proud of that achievement for everyone getting involved.
3: Yeah, I think when you look at it like that, when you actually look at how much you're saving and what it's the equivalent of, it, it makes a big impact. It's like, wow, you wouldn't have even... like You look at the number carbon emissions and you're like, I don't understand it, but the way that they've incorporated that, this is how many cars it gets off the road and stuff. It just makes it it makes more of an impact to say, oh, I'll, I'll keep doing that, even if it's the smallest thing. Like last year, I know we did the Bristol game for one of our pledge ball games. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this, this and this. And I think I i probably did too much. So this year, I kind of whittled it back and I was like, right, OK, let's see what's a bit more um, a bit more doable. And when I got my email back, it was telling me that I'd basically saved 247 uh, kilograms of carbon emissions, mm-hmm. and it gives you like the little breakdown of what each thing you've done saves. So, like, you can think, Well, I could try that one, but not this one next time. Um, you know, and I just think it's great the way that they do it, and you've got like the little table set out. Like, when we were looking at the table for the derby, you know, we were we were winning for quite a while, we kind of like were right on zero at the very beginning, and then you know, throughout the, the play up, up to the game. We started creeping in, creeping in. We, I think we were like just ahead. We were just over halfway, and then we, we managed to save a few more. We got more pledges. Uh, we were getting people involved on social media, and you know, by by sort of like just before kickoff, we were right up to the end. It was like we'd. It was like Everton hadn't even given it a go, yeah, um, yeah. and then after the game, we looked and and they'd come right back, and it was like they'd just taken the lead and they'd won, and <laughs> we were like. Yeah. How's that even happened so it's nice having that little bit of competition I know with the, the Bristol game last year it was very up and down it was very much Bristol are winning Liverpool are winning Bristol are winning again um but yeah I just think the big games like the Derby where you're going to get thousands of fans are, are great ones to get people involved because there's a lot of people going to them games um but even the smaller fixtures even if you're going to have a fixture with a thousand people you know it's, it's still getting people involved it's still getting fans involved so I, I just think you need to you need to get people involved like us who are going to actually share the tweets and, and tell people, like, come and make a pledge. Even if it's one pledge, it, it's still something.
2: It's something. Um,
3: and it's yeah, the, the more people that can get involved with it, I just think it's it's such a great, uh, such a great thing to do.
2: It is. It's absolutely outstanding work. And like you mentioned, the, the important thing is fan engagement and making sure that that people are aware. And if they're not, it's fine. It's given them the, the opportunity to think differently and then try something different moving forward. Um, and before you joined us, Joe, just before we, we came on here, Carol and I were talking about the, you know, the, the future. You know, it's the future. It's the, the youngsters who can have fun with this and get involved as well. And it's setting that example uh, moving forward as well. Um, and one club who has been a real leader in sustainability over the last few years uh, has been Southampton and um, just you know joining us now Caroline it just is incredible the work that you've been doing and this halo effect project can you tell us about the halo effect project please Caroline for anybody who doesn't know what it is and explain to the listeners please
1: yeah absolutely and thanks so much for the compliment we're really proud of the halo effect um it's actually our sustainability strategy and it's a holistic approach to sustainability and it is the result of quite a lot of internal conversation and work over over quite a period of time um as a result of actually us not doing enough in this space initially and and it being highlighted by the sport positive league table so sport positive and bbc sport launch a sustainability league table for the premier league every season Um, i think we're in our third or fourth year now and the very first one that came about was before the halo effect and before we had a strategic approach to sustainability so the problem when that is the case is we don't have the answers to the questions there isn't really a, a kind of there isn't documented kind of evidence of the work that you've been doing even if you have been doing some good efforts Mm. in certain pockets of the club it's not enough to really have the impact that we have the potential to have and so we actually performed really badly that first year which was um, the 2019 table and we were 18th position on the sustainability league and really for us it was a real eye-opener because we hadn't realized just how badly we were doing and we'd never been measured on it before and really that spotlight really catalyst was the catalyst to us saying no in alignment with our values we really want to do this right and so the tagline for the halo effect actually is playing the right way today for a better tomorrow because we really recognize the importance of having a strategic approach to sustainability and doing everything you can So the halo effect enables us to look at our fan, social, corporate, and environmental responsibilities. And by separating it into those four areas, enables us to have accountabilities across the club, all different departments being involved so that all the key stakeholders that making the decisions and, and having the impacts that we have and have the opportunity to also share the stories about what we're doing. Are all involved in that conversation so Mm -hmm. when we launched the halo effect in 2021 we were then for the first time really clear about what we plan to do and what we are doing in the environmental and the more holistic sustainability space and some of that is our business as usual so a lot of our corporate sustainability work was already our due diligence processes and, and processes that were in place that we've been able to build upon but the environmental piece for us was brand new. And mm-hmm. apart from there being some pockets of work that were that were really positive, but they weren't impactful enough. And since the Halo Fair was launched, we now have a lot more definitive goals and, and, and ambitions and work that we're doing day to day that we're able to tell stories about and use our platform really to, I guess, influence and inspire others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've moved up the sustainability table up to sixth place, then to third place in subsequent years, Which is, again, just showcase that once you really put your heads to it and you you get that buy in and everyone's really part of the journey, you can make a difference. And you can just because you weren't doing enough. It does feel a bit like, oh, my gosh, where do you start? But really, once you get started, it's really there's no looking back Mm -hmm. and every step in the right direction towards being more sustainable is a positive step. And it's very rewarding. And i think the way that we approach it by kind of really talking a lot about it i mean i i could talk all day sorry and i will shut up please please but you know if we talk a lot about what we're doing and really um share stories in a very approachable kind of um authentic way really transparent about what we're doing and why we're doing it and some maybe some of the challenges as well because it is challenging sometimes to have climate conversations and sustainability also involves a lot of the time it involves change So it can be changed to process. It can be changed to the way you've always operated.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And and that's difficult sometimes. Um, So, you know, for us, it just, it helps others just know that, you know, it's just always going to be a work in progress. You're never going to get to a point where you go, we are sustainable and we can stop right now. We will always need to be progressing and and, and moving forward with it.
2: You you can always improve um, for sure. But where you guys kind of started as well was the Homegrown Initiative, Um, where you... The club planted 250 trees to offset 3,000 tonnes of carbon emissions. It's a good place to start if you have the the land to do that. But how did that idea come around to, to, to plant the trees? <laughs>
1: um, well, I was absolutely desperate to get involved in a tree planting initiative um a few years ago i was i was kind of looking into it and there was some some land near the training ground that i was really interested in and working with the local council there we, we were really considering what could we develop in that space um but there was loads and loads of logistics involved in doing that and and really, what was super important is if you start planting trees, you must do it responsibly. You can't just plant trees, walk away, and let them get on get on with it. They need lots of looking after. There's it, you have to have a responsible approach to planting the right species in the right location, and then looking after them. Otherwise, it's it's almost a pointless exercise, and we just don't want to do that. And um, and actually, kind of the the idea came about as part of our Halo Effect steering group. We were talking about it and. I've been very, very keen to link tree planting with our academy because Southampton Football Club is so renowned for the successes of the academy programmes with our girls' academy and our boys' academy. and. What we decided to do was actually celebrate um, debuts. So if a player from our RTC or our wow. boys academy make a debut in the first team, which is, which is of course what we the Southampton way is all about. is what we always want to achieve is that development through the academy into our, our um, senior teams. Then we celebrate that by planting 250 trees in a Southampton school. And we preserve 250 trees in the Amazon. And so far, the Homegrown Initiative has seen us plant 2,750 trees in Southampton, in schools. Now, the key thing with this, and this is how we want to make sure that everything we do really is so authentic, it's connected to the club. It's not just like random planting in random places. These schools are all part of our community champion schools, which we work with as part of Saints Foundation, which is the charity um, arm of the club. So they have a full time um, community champion base at these schools, supporting the children. They're kind of like a big brother, big sister role. You know, there's someone that the children look up to, they trust, they work with children, perhaps who are maybe have been truanting or have got self-confidence, um, sort of issues that they need to work through. And so these community champion schools are schools around the city that we already have that existing relationship with. And many of these schools just wouldn't, simply wouldn't be able to have the funds to plant a lot of trees in their grounds, but might actually have space in the grounds trees so yeah across the last um three seasons now it's 2750 several of those schools and what's wonderful about it is that we actually plant the trees with the children at the school we deliver an educational session about biodiversity and the importance of of looking after the natural environment and engaging children with nature which is a a really key thing for us as part of HaloVed. And um, and they physically plant the trees and make a commitment to look after them thereafter. We work with the local council. We work with our um, tree planting team, our landscaping team from Staplewood, our training ground. And we make sure that the trees we plant are the right species for that location, for the ground conditions, for the amount of light they're going to have, for the other the surrounding nature around it. And yeah, it's just
2: a really, really lovely project. Do you know what? It just sounds... Very, very sweet. Like a really sweet thing to do as well. I've got young children and I think the idea of them going to school and knowing that they can plant trees to better the environment and learning about it so young, it's something that we didn't have. You know, I'm only 21, I'm joking. But, you know, the, the idea of knowing that so young would probably... It's such an impressionable time when you're when you're that age, right? And to put that into their head so young, I think is such a, a clever thing to do, and such a beautiful thing to you know help them plant their own project and watch it grow uh, oh. when when oh. they care for it and look at It's really really sweet. Um, getting their hands dirty as well, you yeah. know, really getting them
1: in there, patting it in, digging it out. I mean, it's just yeah. and and there's such a sense. We saw this with one of our most recent schools who actually received 750 because we'd had three debuts. The children just had a real sense of achievement and pride in what they've been doing some of the children that came out were some of the special educational needs children as well we were able to really work with them and there was just such a sense of kind of you know ownership of what they were doing and care and i was just it was amazing and you're right and ultimately we are looking for halo effect champions of the future you know yeah. our platforms as sports organizations whether you're football or any other sport gives you an opportunity to reach out to children and adults and everyone that's connected with the club in any way to share these projects and say, you know, we've given out packets of wildflower seeds at fixtures in the past of green football weekend type things. And, you know, and it's just saying, look, we're doing this on our grounds. And if you've got any green spaces or access to any green spaces, perhaps, you know, at work or at home, you know, why don't you go and do this as well? And just bringing everyone on the journey. I just think that's a really, that's a key part
2: of our responsibility. Jo, I want to ask you um, very quickly about your pledge ball, um, uh, you know, partnership that you've got going there as well. But just listen to what Caroline's saying. Is there something that the Liverpool supporters group can do as well in terms of tree planting and and moving that forward in your plans? Do Do you like the sound of that or is that something you're working on?
3: Uh, yeah so we've not really this is the second uh the the derby was the second pledge ball fixture that we've had um so it is something that we're looking into um and we were thinking about we we used to sell merchandise which stopped and we're looking into starting that up again and we were thinking about getting like water bottles with our logo on so people can buy them and instead of having to buy drinks at games and stuff they can take a water bottle so although yeah it's plastic it's something that you can reuse um so it is something that we're definitely looking into
2: Great. Brilliant. Um, Both doing just such incredible work. Um, Caroline, as well, just quickly, um, Southampton's training ground. Staplewood has undergone a lot of changes in recent years uh, due to the commitment to being net zero by 2030. Can you tell us about some more of those other changes?
1: Absolutely. And Staplewood is, um, you know, we're really lucky. Staplewood is in the heart of the new forest, so it's already really well placed in a beautiful location. Um, But one of the things that's evolved over recent years is just that acknowledgement of actually the entire site was highly manicured and landscaped and and didn't really need to be because if its non-playing grass, or non-playing areas, you know, outside of the pitches, you can leave these things to grow wild. So there's been lots of biodiversity work gone on. There's, Mm -hmm. around the training ground, there's over 10 log pile houses for habitats to thrive. All of the hedgerows at the park's farm end of the site are all left completely wild, um, again, to uh, you know enhance biodiversity and the grasses around the pitches are left to grow wild as well. And then we also have um, a vegetable garden there that was planted by our under 15 squad last season. That was part of the PL Inspires yeah. Sustainability Challenge. We've also done lots of work to reduce single-use plastic, which I must add is an ongoing piece of work. And every time you think you've really you know, mastered it. There's more plastics. It's an ongoing challenge, but we've made significant reductions with the introduction of 14 refill points, which also includes two refill points round by the pitches. Because then again, that enables, like Joe says, you know, giving people reusables and all staff and all players have been given reusable drinks, bottles and reusable coffee cups so that we can continue to to reduce single-use items so that people can reuse but the most important thing is you facilitate that by then adding these refill points um, around the training ground as well um, and yet yeah, there's just literally you know we've e- even upgrading our um our mowing equipment you know we've just taken delivery of four more pedestrian electric mowers and last season two ride-on mowers that are electric instead of diesel so for us that is reducing emissions reducing the need to store diesel on site It's less hand-arm vibration, less less noise pollution, which is, again, part of our environmental strategy. So um, all of these moves towards more sustainable behaviours and more sustainable operations is all going to help us towards our overall goal of um, net zero by 2030.
2: Literally, you're thinking of everything, absolutely everything. It's outstanding work, well done. Um, Southampton really leading the way. Um, Joe, speak to me about how important your partnership is with Pledge Ball in raising awareness at Liverpool Women's Games, please. Yes,
3: yeah, so I think what Caroline's just been saying there puts us to shame because we haven't really thought that far ahead. But it's no, definitely... but you're not.
2: You're doing it already. <laughs> you're making yeah. that change. That's the We're important thing, Joe.
3: Putting one foot in front of the other. I think for us, there's there's probably that much to think about that we could do with. Um, finding like a Pledge Ball champion to work with us. So one of the fans or someone off our committee, um, you know, I've tried to get involved as much as I can, but because I've got a lot of other stuff going on, it's difficult trying to keep up with what's going on all the time. Um, But like I said earlier, you know, we want to look at merchandise. We want to be able to look into reusable plastics. Um, I've been looking at pin badges lately and they come in like the little plastic wallets. But one website that I found actually for free will give you a little velour bag instead. And it's thinking of like little things like that. All right, a velour bag, it might still not be something that people will reuse, but it's not plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just looking into little ideas like that. You know, I don't know whether we could even work with groups in the community to to do something like planting trees, making little, you know, Um, insect houses and you know whatever else there is it's it's just a matter of reaching out to those communities and seeing what what there is that we can do but we're definitely you know we're definitely working on it and when the ideas come in we'll just work with what we can and, and do what we can.
2: And and it's important as well, Joe, that you work with your club. You know, we we listen to Caroline now and how important it is that Southampton work together and everybody's getting on that same page. How have you found now working with Liverpool on this? Like you say, you're at the start of the journey, but how seriously has it been taken?
3: Yeah, so we haven't really had a proper discussion about it at the moment. Um, I know for last year's um, Bristol Pledge ball game that we had the fixture, we didn't really speak to the club about it. It was just something we kind of did off, off our own back. Um, But this year we did actually speak to the club and ask them if they would be willing to provide us with a signed shirt or a football for the prize at the end of the season when the draw happens. And they were more than happy to do that. So I think there's definitely a conversation now that can be had around this is more what Pledge Ball is about. Is there any way that you would be willing to get on board with it as well and either support us doing it or just have the partnership with, with Pledge Ball itself full stop?
2: it's a good idea and also when you look when you jump on instagram and you have a look around you see which players as well are vegan who are who are really invested in making that change and if you can access those players they'll help spread the word you know i i know a few vegan players who are i would say climate warriors you know and they're they're spreading that around the club and they've got everybody else thinking you know they've got other players thinking about that um And that's a good start. Um, On that subject, Caroline, have there been any players in particular who have been involved in the halo effect that are championing it?
1: Well, I I mean, I completely agree that uh, actually the athlete voice is a really powerful one. And ultimately, as much as um, I could bang on and on about sustainability all day, no one really wants to hear what the operations manager's got to say. And, uh, and it is really about what the players have to say on it. And so the most important thing for us as a club is to empower the players with the right information and the confidence to speak about it. One of the things I notice with athletes in general is actually there's a bit of a fear to speak out about sustainability in case they're called out for being a hypocrite or of course. not being a perfect environmentalist. But that is totally wrong because it's so important that no matter what they're doing anything towards more sustainable behaviors is still worth championing and so for us it's really important that we engage with our player groups and so we've been delivering halo effect engagement sessions with all of our academy various age groups they've been taking parts in things such as vegan cooking lessons and beach cleans we've got another beach clean coming up in a few weeks time ready for earth day um, that players will be involved in as well we also delivered an education session with the women's first team ahead of green football weekend that took part in, that went on in february um, so they have completely engaged with the halo effect what the club's doing and what role they play in that and then with our men's first team we've got some um, planned workshops for them in the coming weeks so um, their engagement is already there but it's something that's there's more to come with that but we do have a halo effect ambassador in theo walcott who plays for the first team and theo's also come through our academy so yeah. again really got that link through with the development of our players into our first team and being able to champion what the club is all about in this space and you know theo really cares about the. environment environment. environment and is happy talking about it so we obviously really use that but ultimately again like I was saying about working with schools you know when we work with the academy groups and they have life life skills session well understanding your natural environment and being involved in improving it and reducing your impact on it is a life skill so for us it's developing halo effect ambassadors of the future these young players that hopefully will go on to be our Um, our senior players will be our ambassadors of the future as long as we give them the right information. And just, you know, we need to show them life beyond the pitch. The pitch is everything to them. But beyond the pitch, what's going on and what do they need to know? And how can they make any changes to kind of reduce the impact that we have?
2: Of course, Um, I agree with everything that you're saying and I'm looking forward to seeing what the future will be, you know, for these youngsters learning in academies just now. Um, Joe, is there anything Liverpool Women's Sports Club have in store moving forward?
3: Um, No, not at the minute, like I said before, it's just something that we are working on and we're we're trying to find ideas on what we can do and, you know, I think for me now it's a matter of, you know, speaking to our committee and some of our members and just asking them is there any community group within the area that we could maybe work with and 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 try and do something with them maybe planting um vegetable patches and things like that and just just getting out there early and seeing what we can do.
2: Absolutely. Brilliant work from both of you. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak to you both, Joe and Caroline. Keep up the good work. Keep going for it. Uh, keep going for that greener, brighter future for sure. Um, and to finish today's show, we're going to be joined now by Heather Ashworth from our friends over at Pledge Ball, uh, who's going to give us the story of Pledge Ball
0: League over the past month. Heather, nice to see you. How's things? Uh, hi, I'm great. Thank you. Um, Looking forward to the weekend. I'm heading to the Burnley versus Sunderland game tonight. So I'm very oh excited God. for that. That'll uh, be but yeah, good,
2: good. You must have um, been listening there just coming onto this call with Caroline and Joe and the work that they're doing. Uh, you must feel good uh, about all these partnerships and everybody getting involved and, and doing the right
0: thing for Pledge Ball as well. Absolutely. Um, it's fantastic to see the work going on across um, the football leagues and the pyramid. It's really fantastic. Um, brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Good. Um, okay, Heather, talk to us about the Pledge Ball League table.
2: Uh, how's it looking after a very busy march?
0: So, yeah, we did have a quite a busy march, but um, at the moment, Leeds United are standing strong at the top of the table. They're our current leaders. Um, they had so many fans pledged during Green Football Weekend last weekend that they're in a really strong position, but it's not over yet. There's still plenty of games to go, so we might see a different leader. Um, we have seen the sharp rise of Charlton, and oh. um, they jumped to third place after their pledge ball picture that they had last month. They called it the Greener Game and they had loads of things going on. They did litter picks. They had a walking group to the valley. They did all sorts and they got their sponsor involved, RSK, um, their shirt sponsor. And they're also our new lead partner, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also the local council was involved, the University of Greenwich and the EFL Trust as well. So they really went all out and it really worked because they're now third place.
2: Interested to see those changes at the top of the table um, in yeah. the month as well. What do you foresee happening in April? What can we expect?
0: Um, so it's actually another busy month. We've got at least uh, seven Pledge Bull fixtures coming up in April. Um, So we've got Bristol City against Reading tomorrow. Um, Bristol City were last season's Pledge Ball League winners. They currently sit in fifth place. Um, And Reading currently 53rd, so we might see an opportunity to move up the league there. We also have a Bristol Rovers Pledge Ball fixture against Charlton on the 7th of April. Um, They've lost a bit of momentum, so it'd be good to see them try and climb up again. They're currently in 11th. We are happy to announce that we've just partnered with uh, Millwall and their first pledge ball fixture will be on the 15th of April against Preston. We'll hopefully see some action there. Uh, We've also got a couple of fixtures around Earth Day on the 22nd. We've seen Huddersfield play Sheffield United uh, and Burnley women are playing against Wolves women. And then at the very end of the month, we have a big pledge ball derby between Bristol City and Burnley. Uh, They're both vying to improve their place in the pledge ball league. Uh, as well as win all three points on the pitch as well. Um, As I said, a busy month. A key thing to note is that any fan can take part. Anyone can head to the website and pledge as many actions as they like. Um, Some clubs, particularly our partners, are offering prizes. So Burnley put forward the prize of a signed football shirt for both the men's and the women's uh, teams. Bristol City have done the same. Bristol Rovers are offering you the opportunity to be a director for the day on a match day, which I think is uh, amazing. Uh, um, and Norwich are doing a tour of their training centre um, and Huddersfield have offered a signed ball. So there's really some fantastic prizes up for grabs there too. Um, so it's worth maybe reaching out and asking your club if they're not involved in Pledge Ball to offer a prize and get involved, that would be great. Uh, but a good Yeah. Incentive. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, we ask you to pledge for your club, tell your friends and family, uh, tell your fellow fans, and you will see your team climb the pledge Ball league. Um, so Bristol City won last year, um, but we're looking forward to see who we'll wins the twenty twenty two twenty three season. Of course. Um,
2: okay, very very busy indeed. It's all going yeah. on, and one thing that did jump out to me there was the twenty second of April being Earth Day as well. That is. The perfect opportunity, again, to just thrust it out there into the spotlight once more and, you know, making sure the media as well are doing their bit on that day to um, raise awareness and put that into football. It's so important that fans are made aware uh, guys the work you're doing is brilliant i'm so impressed with everything that you do i, I truly am uh, joe from liverpool supporters club well done caroline from southampton and heather from pledge ball you guys are legends keep it up and we will speak to you soon in the next episode okay
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day